This is Big Tasty Sports. Welcome to week seven of NFL Best Bets here on Big Tasty Sports. It's been a fun ride so far, getting these guys on to talk about games every week, making some good picks. Here's the takeaway. If you've been following this show or if you haven't and you're new to it, I'm going to give you a tip on how to follow the best bets from this show. We do confidence level three, two, and one. Confidence level three picks, 26 and 20 on the year. Confidence level two, 22 and 16. So doing the math in my head, 48 and 36. It's a pretty damn good winning percentage right there. You know where it all goes in the shitter? Confidence level one picks. Those are one and 11 on the year. 0 and three last week. Confidence level three were four and three. Confidence level two were three and two. So if you would be fading the confidence level one picks, but taking the rest, you'd be doing really well. And you know what? Even with those confidence level one picks thrown in overall in the season, if you had followed every bet that was shared on this show as a hundred dollar better, you'd be up $311 and 26 cents. So that's, you know, that's not phenomenal, but Hey, it's still positive. And we've had a couple weeks that have been a little less positive in a row. So a lot of opportunity for that to move back up. I didn't go do all the math, but you can guess if you took one win and 10 losses out of there, probably getting close to a thousand dollars up if you're a hundred dollar better on the season. So, you know, hopefully some of these confidence level one picks start coming through, but I'm going to just say for now, you might want to tail the confidence level three and two picks and leave the confidence level one alone, or even go bet the other side based on the way it's been going. That said, we got a good slate this week. Most of the guys that I talked to feel pretty good about this slate compared to to last week at least, or even the last couple weeks. So hopefully we can find some great spots, get a couple sweeps, and get that bankroll moving in a positive direction. Let's jump into the picks. It's Yanni back on the video. What's up tonight, Yanni? What's going on, man? You ready? Uh, you ready for some NBA or are you still talking football here? Oh, I mean, I'm, you know, this is the time where I'm trying to do both though, doing all the NBA games, uh, for today to it's, it's Tuesday night right now. And then, and for Wednesday, I start realizing this is a lot of work. So I, <laughs> I got to figure out the right flow to be, be able to navigate both. But with all the work that, uh, I mean, for you, it's, it's even more with the preseason and stuff, but with all the work going on with NFL, I definitely don't want to just drop all that and move on. Uh, when we built the base, it feels like we're starting to kind of have a feel for a lot of the teams. So it's, it's a fun time of year, but it's a busy time of year. No doubt. Exactly. Exactly. And it is fun. That's true. So the reality is in the NBA, sort of like NFL at the beginning of the season, you're, you're kind of throwing darts because you don't have a lot to go off of. So, uh, we'll let things settle in a bit. But, well, I, I, I trust, uh, you know, I looked at the article you had out today on the openers there or, or some of these early games. And I mean, I know you've put the work in and I, I think that's the biggest thing when these seasons start is figuring out and making your adjustments. And I have no doubt you'll, you'll do a good job with that regardless. So whether you start out hot or not, I, I know you'll make the right moves. 
Well, I appreciate it, man. You're right. It is putting in the work and then trusting that that's going to lead to good places. So that's all we can do. You bet. But uh, how are you feeling about NFL this week, man? Have you been able to dive in much yet? Yeah, you know, we I know we talked a little bit on Sunday and we've missed a few opportunities or I I shouldn't say we I think we hit those opportunities. But uh, <laughs> I, I think that there's some opportunities that maybe slipped away. I, I think the Jets come to mind and, and some of those other moves, line moves that we've, we, you know, are different today than they were on Sunday. But I, I'll tell you, this slate this week is a little different, but I, I like it a lot. Um, and I don't know if that's a good thing or not. The other thing for me that's a little bit interesting is it's all about the underdogs this week. I, you okay. know, there's, yeah, there, there's only a couple of favorites that I like this week. Um, and, and I know obviously sharp better say, well, yeah, that that's, that's what you do. You bet underdogs, but that's, that's never been my approach. And I don't know if that's a, I don't know if it's just the way that it lined up or if, you know, after making adjustments, that's what it looks like. But at the end of the day, I mean, there's only two favorites on the slate that I really even am, am remotely looking at this week. One of them I'm going to mention to you. Um, but other than that, I'm all about the underdogs this week. I think it's an underdog card for sure. I think that's really interesting. And it relates to me to something I think maybe we talked about Sunday a little bit where obviously you got to look at matchups and all those things on a given week. But in a in a big sense, it feels like there's just a few really good teams and then a lot of teams that are sort of like, I don't know, they could be okay this week or not. And so how much do you want to trust those teams, especially if they get to be big favorites? Uh, it, that's yeah. it, man. I mean, that you nailed it. It's it's like I'm looking at these teams that I think are, I guess, what I would call mediocre, and they're laying seven points, six right. points, eight points. And it's like, really? Should this team be laying seven points? So right. I hear you, man. Totally. I hear you. Totally. Uh, I want to ask you about one thing uh, real quick, just because I'm interested in this. So when this segment goes a little long, it'll be my fault. But one of the things I noticed looking at the board this week, and I'm wondering if it's just from your perspective, the way this week shook out, or if it's a bigger thing, I feel like there's a lot of low totals now. And there it's been well documented how, the, how there are fewer points being scored this year and, and the totals are lower, but it feels to me like overall the books are adjusting. I mean, a lot of like 40 to 42 totals. Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost routine to see a 38, 39 and a yeah. bunch of 41s. And and yeah, compared to, well, certainly two seasons ago, but even last year, I mean, it's it's an adjustment. And I, I mean, I, I said, I think in week three or week four that, hey, this is going to circle back and we're going to start seeing some higher scoring games. But the, the truth of the matter is that hasn't happened yet. And I don't know if it will. I think a lot of it, I, I think there's probably several factors, but a lot of it, I think, is just the way that these defense are scheming now. I mean, almost everybody is playing two deep safeties all the time. And, and I think with the lack of like true dynamic running backs, there's only a few in the league. I think teams are like, you know what, we're going to let you run the ball, see if you can get five yards. And, you know, most teams are proven that they can't. So, I mean, until that happens, you're going to see these two deep safeties. Nobody's getting over the top. And, you know, when that happens, you start to see that clock move quicker. And at the end of the day, those scores are lower. And I, I thought we'd see a, a little bit of a return to the mean there. But at least as of this point, it hasn't happened yet. And, and now I'm, I'm questioning whether it will this season. Maybe it won't. Yeah, man, those are really good points. I think that is a key of going underneath a lot, maybe running where the clock keeps running. It does feel just like thinking back on watching games. It does feel like that's happening a lot. So, uh 
yeah, we'll see if we can uh, get some more points or not. Sometimes it feels like it would be fun to have a game or two that, you know, both teams score in the 30s or something. But. It seems like we get like one of those a week, maybe one or two yeah. of those and, and everything else are these, you know, 23 to 20 type games. And I, I mean, I, I don't know that there's anything wrong with that. I think general consensus is we'd like to see some higher scoring. I think as long as you're seeing good football and, and yeah. I'll reference my my Bills and Chiefs game. I mean, that was an entertaining game, 24 to 20. So not, you know, a ton of fireworks, but still a, a good football. I think the difference is we've gotten to see some of these primetime games with uh, the Bears and Commanders and <laughs> Denver games. And it's Broncos, like, it's, yeah, yeah it's, it, it's one thing to have a lower scoring game, but maybe they're playing good football. It's another thing when it's just kind of inept offense. And, and I think that's kind of what the I, I'm going to say the public consensus is you see some of these Thursday night games or Monday night games. And you're like, man, these teams stink. And, and in some cases they do. Right. Man, that's a great distinction. Cause you like if you have been watching the games, you definitely do know the difference between good defense and bad yes. offense. A absolutely. Uh, good defense can be okay to watch. A absolutely. Absolutely. So, yep. All right. Awesome. Well, it's fun to kick this stuff around, but uh, yeah. we're here for some bets. So sure. let's uh let's jump in, man. Where do you want to start this week? All right. So I, as I mentioned, I had a lot of trouble narrowing down because I, you know, you know how you have your three point scale of confidence there. Yes. I'm, I'm looking through these bets and I'm trying to figure out which ones I like better because honestly I had about six or seven really pegged um, for okay. the purpose, for the purpose of this show. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to have to try to narrow it down here. Um, and, and here's kind of where I landed and why. So the first bet I'm going to take is I'm going to take the Falcons getting six points against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I, you know, I think it, at this point, it's fairly well known that Atlanta is six and zero against the spread, which is a pretty amazing start there. And it's kind of a little bit of that. Okay. Let's keep betting this until it doesn't hit right at some point, maybe either Atlanta will fall off or maybe the books will adjust and, and they'll stop covering but for right now, they're still covering. And I know that they beat a 49ers team last week that was missing a lot of people on defense. I, I know it maybe wasn't, a, uh, I guess, an overwhelming win. But I kind of looked at it as a pretty big statement win for Atlanta. Because even though San Fran was banged up, they really dominated that game. And they were really in control. So I look at that and I say, okay, now... They're going on the road. They're playing this Bengals team. And, and I have one concern in this game, and it's really the only concern I have here. And that is sometimes a team like the Bengals that has talent, especially on offense, you wonder if the light switch goes off and all of a sudden it happens. You know, that first half against New Orleans, their offense was terrible. And, you know, it's like kind of same, oh, Bengals can't get it going. They're not in sync and whatever. And then all of a sudden in the second half, they kind of exploded. So that worries me a little bit because you wonder, okay, was that kind of the, the valve loosening? And now all of a sudden it's it's going to be a waterfall explosion. Maybe it is. Um, but I, I'm going to, I don't think so. I mean, I have this as a, a Cincinnati minus three and a half. So if I'm getting six points with Atlanta, I'm going to take it. I, I'm going to go with their six and oh history. Yes, I know at some point that's going to regress, but I'd, I don't think it's this week. I just think that's too many points. I think this Atlanta team is too good. And until I see consistent play from the Bengals, I'll take those six points. Yeah, I agree. We're to the point in the season, and it was just a week ago where I started thinking this way, which you know, I took the, the Falcons and the points against the 49ers, partly because the 49ers were injured. But also I just thought at some point I have to acknowledge that the Falcons are okay. <laughs> They're not 
as crappy of a team as everybody thought they were going to be. And I had to make that adjustment mentally. So I agree. I mean, I, I've said for a long time, I'm high on what Cincinnati can be, but they haven't been that. And the Falcons have been better than, than what I thought they would. So I agree. Six points is still a lot. I, again, I've got this as a three and a half point game. So I, I yep. even at three and a half, I think the Falcons would be bettable there. Cause I, I mean, to me, this doesn't strike me as the type of game that, that is going to be that 10 or 20 point game. I think this will probably be close. That Atlanta defense has been feistier than we thought. Obviously, I think offensively, they may not be explosive, but they're pretty sound. I mean, they run yep. the ball fairly well. Mariota's pretty good at converting third downs. Um, you know, they get just enough out of their receivers and that. And I, again, I think as long as they take care of the football, I think this is a close football game. Yeah, the thing we'll move on. But the thing the thing that impressed me in what I did get a watch of the Falcons last week is Mariota made really good decisions in the RPO. I mean, it's one thing to run the RPO, but sometimes it's like you just end up giving it to the back every time. It seemed like he was reading the defense well and making the right decisions. And I thought that made a big difference. So, yeah, last thing I'll make before we move on is I, yeah. I think from a uh, a league standpoint and and they talked about this a little bit on Sunday with Geno Smith but we're seeing these guys like Geno Smith and Marcus Mariota who were supposed to be kind of these stopgap bridge quarterbacks until they can draft the franchise guy and now I think these teams are looking and saying man may, maybe we can win with this guy so right. I, yeah I think Mariota I mean he's in an interesting spot because I think he could play himself into a starting role next year with this team if he can continue to play good football so we'll see I love that take, man, because honestly, if that is the case, it gives them the opportunity to shore up some of the other areas that are still a little bit shaky around it, um, which I'm not saying he's Jalen Hurts, but it almost reminds me of Jalen Hurts, where it, would Jalen Hurts be the best quarterback in the league on a team that couldn't that didn't have an offensive line? Maybe not, but he's good enough on a team that does have a good offensive line. Totally, <laughs> you know, totally agree. So, yep. Yeah, I love it. All right. We could talk about this for another 20 minutes, but <laughs> we'll move on to the second pick. All right. So pick number two, I, I mentioned there were two favorites that I like this week, and I'm going to take one of them here. Um, and, and I'll say it knowing that in some ways we may have missed some, we, we did miss some line here because this was at actually, I think one and a half at one point, but certainly two and a half. Um, but I'm still going to take it. I'm going to take the Kansas city chiefs minus three on the road in San Francisco and it, it's really pretty simple in this one for me. San Francisco is banged up. If San Francisco were completely healthy, I would not lay a field goal in their building. But I think that as we saw with Atlanta, when you're, it's one thing to be missing a player or two, but when you're missing half a dozen, six, seven guys on, on a side of the ball, that's substantial. So, you know, I start looking at that and Kansas City coming off that loss there you know, Mahomes is historically good coming off a loss against the spread. So I think that, you know, he's going to bounce back. I think this team's going to bounce back. And I think they match up fairly well, especially against that banged up San Francisco defense. But I think that Kansas City's defense actually matches up fairly well against what San Francisco wants to do offensively. So I'm going to wrap that all up together and say, you know what? I think this is a spot that Kansas City comes in and they and they get it done. I To me, Worst case, I think I push here. I think Kansas City wins this game. It you know could be a field goal win for sure. Uh, but even at minus three, I'll take it. I think they have a good shot to win this game by seven points. Yep, you know because we talked Sunday, I definitely like this one too. NFL, any sport is partially picking your spots. 
And for all the reasons you just said, I think that this is a good one for Kansas City. I think Kansas City is in that tier with the Bills and maybe the Eagles as the teams you can really count on. And then San Francisco is a good team. But to me, they're, you know, they're they're that next step down, plus all the injuries that you named, which is massive. Yeah, to, to me, I, I don't know that they're to me, at least I think that San Fran is just a just a tick below the, the Chiefs, in my opinion. Um, but I think with those injuries, that tick becomes several ticks. And at that point, you know, I, I think Kansas City just has a much better advantage. Yep, absolutely. All right, man, what's uh, what's going to be number three this week? All right, so last week I mentioned that the smart thing to do would be to take the Seahawks, but I didn't. Um, I, I did an eight-point teaser instead. So this week I'm going to try the opposite, and I'm going to try to do what I think the smarter thing to do would be. And, and I will say that there is an eight-point teaser, that three-team eight-point teaser that I really like out there, um, but that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to switch my luck up with this plus money, and I'm going to take, I guess, what a little bit of what you would probably call a square dog. Uh, I'm going to take the Giants on the road money line at the Jaguars. They are about plus 140 right now on DraftKings. And, you know, are they a great five and one team? No. Could they have lost a couple of those games? Yes. Are the Jags playing a winnable game at home? Sure. But I think there is, as we talk about those tiers, I think we're seeing that Jacksonville's not there yet. And the Giants are, are a, a step ahead of them as far as their development and progression goes here. I think that the Giants can get this done. I think at plus 140, there's definite value there. To me, this game, I don't know how you feel about this. I'm curious to get your take. I think this should be more of a pick to me. I, I'm a little surprised. Again, maybe it's just a square dog. Maybe it's a weird number, but I'm a little surprised the Giants are getting a field goal, even though I know the public does not regard them as a 5-1 and one team. It's like, what, what has Jacksonville really showed us the last couple weeks to lead us to believe that they they should be a favorite against a 5-1 and one team? I think that despite a mild home field advantage here, that, that that's what we're going to call this on? Not me. I'll, I'll, I'll take the Giants. I, I think money line. I think they have a, a very legitimate chance. To me, this is a 50-50 game. So if you're getting plus 140, I like that. You said exactly what I was thinking of saying. This feels like a 50-50 game to me. So at plus 140, it's very clear which side you want to be on. I will say, I think the Giants' defense has been performing better than what they saw with the Colts last week. I don't think they're likely to get those massive chunk plays where there's huge holes through the defensive line for them to go 40, 50 yards on a single run. So I think Jacksonville is going to be forced to move methodically down the field more than they had to against Indy. And they lost that game in Indy. Granted, this is in Jacksonville, but I agree with you. I, I think, I still think Jacksonville is live to win that division. Actually. I think all three oh, yeah. of those teams at the top are not great, but the giants are on a roll and the giants are another team. Like I said, Sunday where I believe they're, they're better than I thought they were. And I think they're a solid average NFL team. Um, yeah, you know, I, I'll say this. Uh, when I when I did a lot of my preseason research there, one of the areas I missed badly on was the Giants defense, which you touched on there. I did not think this defense was going to be a very good unit. I thought at best they would be in that 20 range at best. I mean, I, I really thought they'd be pretty bad, um, but they're getting some really good play out of their secondary. Uh, their defensive line has played well. I mean, they're just a... To your point, they're not flashy, they're not whatever, but but they're just a, a solid unit. And I don't know if it's coaching, I don't know if it's guys maybe playing above, or maybe we just didn't 
think highly enough of guys like Julian Love. I don't know. I'm, I know I didn't, but um, <laughs> I, I'm not too proud to admit when I made a mistake. And I mean, it's like, you, you, again, you got it's, it's all about kind of adjusting. And I mean, I think we have to adjust and say, okay, this team to my, to what I said, maybe they're not a 20th defense. Okay. They're not a top two defense either, but it's fair to say that maybe they're a 12th defense, uh, you know, 13th, somewhere in that range there. And I mean, against this Jaguars team, that should be good enough. Could be good enough. Yep. Agreed. This is the game we play with betting, right? Is uh, if you if you play this game 10 times and you give me plus 40, 140, I think the Giants do win it five of those times. So in the long run, I'm going to win. That's exactly how I'm looking at it. Yep. Absolutely. Awesome, man. Well, I think I love these picks this week. Uh, I think it is a, a good Honestly, I came into this probably because of all the NBA I've been doing. Like, ah, we'll see. I don't know how I feel about it. You got me pumped up for this this week's card again. <laughs> so, I, I hope I I hope I don't jinx it, but I really like this week's card. I think there's a lot yeah. of lot of opportunity out there, and uh, I'm gonna cross my fingers that uh, the the reads are right and the lines are right, and and we'll see how it goes. And nail them, awesome man. Hey, well, thanks for uh, all the knowledge, and we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it as always, man. Talk with you soon. It's time for D-Nice. How's it going this morning, man? Doing well. The Phillies are coming off of a win in the NLCS, unexpected. So I'm going to ride that. And the Eagles are on a bye week, so I'm going to ride the Phillies and um, put myself on kind of a mental bye week on NFL handicapping, but I still have three picks for you. (laughs) That's good. I mean, sometimes you got to just step back from all the analysis and just fire away. I will say at this point in the season, I do think when you've done the work, you start to just kind of see things because of all the work you've done. So I don't think that's crazy. Yeah, that's it. Coming off an 0-3 week, full disclosure on here. Didn't love it. Had a couple 3-0 weeks, right? I think I had like a 10-2 run. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So for everybody out there, not going to go 3-0 or even 2-1 every week. It's a grind, especially as you get into this point of the season where you're trying to gauge what team is what, um, trying to put your teams into tiers. And there's going to be teams that shock you that are like, oh, Green Bay isn't as good as I originally thought. Oh, maybe I need to respect the Seahawks more than I did earlier and the Falcons. So it's a grind, man, but it's an entertaining one. It is an entertaining one. And like you said, real sports gambling is looking at the long game. Cause all the people who say they're like 94 and one or whatever, that's uh, <laughs> yeah. So like for you and the show in general, it's positive on the year still. Right. So uh, that's, that's what you obviously want to look for in the long that's run. That's it. Positive, positive on so. the year. Just stay positive. And here we are week seven. Let's try to get back to a winning week. Right. All right, let's do it. Well, Hey, let's uh, let's jump in, man. What's the first pick you're going with this week? The first pick, and I think we mentioned this on the live stream on Sunday night that I kind of like this one. Green Bay and Washington over 41 and a half. You can get it everywhere. I heard there were some 40 and a halfs out there earlier in the day yesterday. I think those have gone away, but I like this over. I know that Green Bay has struggled. I mean, that's probably an understatement, right? They're three and three now and not looking so good coming off that London game, Tasty. <laughs> no. <laughs> Though I think that that was a tough spot that when you go to London, a lot of teams take their buys. They didn't take their buys thinking like, okay, if you're going to give us the jets, we'll take that at home. 
And look, the Jets are a frisky team. Do I think that they're going to make the playoffs? Probably not, but I think that they're going to be in the mix in terms of shaping the conversation of what the landscape is here. So you're coming off a bye, tough spot. I can't see Rodgers losing three in a row. I think that they'll they'll come up with a solid game plan to get points. They're moving the ball. Two really good running backs. He's got a relationship going with Tanya, and I think he had 90, 92 yards last week. Lazard's looking pretty good. Solid enough offensive line. The one um, perk that the football team, the commanders, why can't I think of their name? (laughs) I like football team. Football team I think was good. But they have a decent pass rush at times. But I think that the Packers, if you look at their offensive line, decent overall. They're grading out top 10 or so, which is good overall. So I think you put it all together and it's like, okay, I think that they're going to get their points. Carson Wentz is out of the mix. Might be a good thing. I think that Heineke is a better quarterback overall. He's not going to make as many mistakes. He can run the ball a little bit. Like He can run for 70 yards, pitch the ball downfield every now and then. Give me a 27-17 final type game and over 41 and a half to start the week. Yeah, I like a lot of the stuff that you said there. I personally do think it's good to have Wentz out of the mix here. I think Heineke is just more of a gamer too. He doesn't crumble under pressure as much, which is hard to quantify. I'll say too, it's probably because of trauma of years of being a Vikings fan, but I'm not (laughs) ready to even bury the Packers yet. I actually thought about betting them to win the division this week uh, because the Vikings are shaky, I think, even though they're five and one. And I think the Packers are going to end up being probably not as good as we thought they were going to be, but maybe not sure. as bad as everyone thinks they are right now. So yeah. I agree with you that I think they they come back around offensively a little bit. Totally agree. I think they end up being a playoff team. Now, I don't know if they get to 13 wins, such right. as in years past, but it could be 10 and 7. Yep. And I do like your Vikes. Have they overperformed that 5-1? and one? Maybe a little bit. But I think that they're going to be head-to-head in the end. They still have a head-to-head game. I'm not sure how soon that game is. But I think that they'll be there. Near the end of the season. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, so Packers have some time to get it together. They do play at a slow pace. The defense has underwhelmed so far. Maybe that'll ebb and flow, and that defense will come out to be what we thought. Like, I think we thought that defense would be top 10 in the league. Right now, if you look at their grades, they grade out like bottom eight, bottom 10. So – Maybe they'll get right. Tough spot there in London. Come back, get right, and go pack go to get me some points. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hey, why don't we just cheer for a 27-17 win for the for the football team? Let's do that about, instead. You still get your do that instead. Yeah. And, the <laughs> and then I can celebrate another Packers loss. So totally good with that. It's not like All I'm right. a Packers fan. Spent two years up there right. and they're really nice people, but they don't even like Aaron Rodgers. Like they just talk about <laughs> Brett Favre for days. Like, I need a leader in Brett Favre. It's like, all right. So, like, I know Rodgers is a douchebag and all, but he's pretty good, guys. <laughs> he's not bad. I mean, I'll he's be honest, bad. I would take him. I, I would take him. Uh, yeah, so. for sure. So <laughs> 27-17, anybody. Sure. Let's All right. <laughs> what's uh, what's the confidence level for that one? Confidence level on that one's a two just because the Packers have not yeah. moved the ball effectively recently. So two on that yeah, one. Yeah, fair enough. All right. What's up next? What's up next? A team that I was kind of down on to start the year, and I'm still lukewarm on, but it's going to be the Titans. And it's going to be the Titans in the first half, actually. 
shopping around for first quarter. I was going through some lines as I was watching the Phillies last night. Didn't didn't find a line on the first quarter that I loved in terms of the spread. You had to pay like a money line at minus 140. But the Titans coming off of a buy here. Vrabel, solid off of a buy. Actually, really good off a of buy. The Titans script early in the game has been pretty tight been pretty good first half this year they've covered almost every spread i'm going to give them a little bit of a pass against the bills everybody struggles against the bills and <laughs> yep they didn't do well in prime time but so far in the year 13 nothing week one against the giants and then they ended up blowing that game 24 10 24 10 14 10 against the football team as we're going to call them because the commanders are not a name that we're going to use right so decent start to the season in terms of they come out they run their offense effectively I wish that they had more playmakers. They did trade Brown away to my Eagles. So they, they just need to tighten up that script early. And you have Henry who has, who has stayed healthy so far. So if you have Henry who's healthy and a Colts defense that I'm not bought into yet, Colts are coming off of a win. They're somehow above 500 now. But they gave up seven and a half yards per rush against the Jaguars last week. And so I think I know what the Titans are going to do. It's just tight script early. Henry will get his yards and hopefully we can get a first half cover at minus one. I got minus one ten juice. Yep. That's what I see too. Uh, minus half at my, Oh, and by the way, on green Bay, Washington right now, yeah. over 41 at minus one ten. So at least you get the, the push possibility in there too, instead of 41 and a half. Take that. Love that. I was looking for that last night. I couldn't find a 41, but I'm definitely going to add that because that uh, push probability is huge at 41. Yeah, absolutely. Critical number. I agree. Yep. All right. What's uh, what's your confidence for that one? Let's do a three on the Titans just because they, they've really been tight here in the first half. And I, I, I don't love this team, but it's a solid overall team that I think can get it done. And, I don't know if I love the schedule makers, but they just played the Colts a couple weeks ago and they beat them in Indy. I think they know how to beat this team and just just don't let Pittman crush you. Right. Uh, it's a long winded way of saying three points on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't want to give away my picks or anything, but this may be the one that's at the top of my list for when I okay. record my picks after this, too. So, OK, awesome. Uh, I like awesome. it, man. They've love been a great when we're aligned. Team, yeah, so. for sure. For sure. All right. Uh, well, we got one pick left. How are you going to round it out? Plus money. Saving the plus money for last, right? Of course. I have not done a tease on the show. I, I try to avoid them unless I, I, I don't love plus money picks. Last week I came on. I thought I had something that I loved in the Rams team total. First half over 13 and a half. Rams are on my shit list, Tasty, and they're not going to be on my list this should week be. either. <laughs> they should so be. I, they, they should be, and they're almost unbettable. But the tease this week, it's not going to be the Rams at all. It's going to be Bengals, Patriots, Miami Dolphins. I did a six-point tease at plus 140. I got everybody down to a point except the Patriots. We're still at a point and a half. Okay. Um, if you want to take a six-and-a-half-point tease at FanDuel, you can get that at plus 130. And then you'll get the Patriots down to one point, the Finns and the Bengals down to a half point. So if they just win outright, then you're good. Um, not going to do an in-depth breakdown on every team here, but I think the Bengals starting to get right, right? They had a pretty good game against the Saints. They're in the Dome. I get it. Kind of a home game for Chase and Burrow because they're back in their homeland, right? But got right there, the average six and a half yards per play. I think we're finally seeing this team gel. I know Zach Taylor isn't that good, but they're coming home against a Falcons team that is overachieved. 
gave up plenty of yards against the Niners, aided by three turnovers. So if Cincy just doesn't turn the ball over that much, I think they get this one home pretty easily. Miami, they're going to get their quarterback back, and they're going to get Tua back. They're being, you know, uh, pretty easy on the concussion protocols, and they had to hold him out for another week or two because it looks like Tua died on the field. But it looks like he's coming back. Steelers coming off of uh, uh, probably their biggest win of the season. Tampa's, I think, down on all of our list right now. But Steelers, big win, going on the road, basking in the heat. Is Pickett playing this week? Pickett, Mitch? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, it seems like it's a spot where the Dolphins can get right. They had that 3-0 and start. Let's get to 4-3. and I don't see them dropping a three and four here. So they're into the tease and the Patriots, I think is the favorite leg of this tease. Honestly, they're playing the bears. Bears can't stop anything. Patriots can pound the ball. Justin Fields. I know there's some Twitter beef between Yanni and some Chicago fans, right? But Justin Fields yeah. ain't good. He's no. not it. All uh, the stats looking... paint a pretty bleak picture. Yeah. And here's a stat for you. 10.7 points below expected completion percentage. So expected to have like 64.4 is down into the 50s. So not good, especially because he's throwing short routes too. So is it an element of having shitty receivers, shitty offensive play caller? Maybe, but I think maybe you just have a a pretty damn bad team. And the Patriots who I think they're going to be what we've seen in years past is a solid team. I don't think they're title contenders. Might get to nine and eight, ten and seven, get into the playoffs. Good defensive unit can run the ball, get Mac Jones back, or Zappy can get it done. Yeah, they'll they'll get this done here. So that's that's the plus money pick. Yep, uh, definitely love New England. I think you make a lot of good points about Miami. You talk about this a lot. I've started thinking more this way, and you're part of the reason why of thinking in terms of a market. And yeah. my, Miami would be a buy low spot right now. I think uh, they really do have the talent to be a good team, but man, these last few weeks and the quarterback issues, I think people are looking at them lower than what they actually are right now. So I, I really like that spot. I, I would totally add agree. it to my list. Of, I'd add it to my list of potential teaser legs, but as I told you, I already have five, so I don't know. You've got I don't five know. teaser legs. One. <laughs> yeah, there, there's some teams like the Cowboys almost made it into a teaser leg, but yep, I've come on here on a list. couple times and I've had the yep. Cowboys, and I'm an Eagles fan, and I feel like ass after I pick the Cowboys and they upset me. So not right. right in the Cowboys on this one. I think they get it done against the Lions, but there's a lot of teaser legs. Tread carefully, though. Teasers. Teasers have lost money They're for tricky. me overall in the year, yeah. and they, they've been bread and butter. Um, I think that we'll regress to the mean in a good way with the teasers, and let's let's get it started this week. So that's the plus money pick. Let's get that one home. I like it. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks for jumping on. It's always fun to talk some NFL. Uh, make sure you are following wager underscore rager. And at Sir Wager Rager, uh, D's got Thursday Thursday pod, uh, NFL, Sunday night, the look-ahead lines and reaction to what's happening on Sunday. You and I are going to be finding ways to team up on some NBA as we get deeper into the season. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, yeah. We'll, you know, we'll keep having a lot coming at you. It's an exciting time with all the sports here. I don't do a lot of hockey betting, but if you're into hockey, you've got hockey going on also. I'm going to try to yep. fine-tune my NBA wagering knowledge. I, I've done plenty in the past, but I'm trying to get 
better with it. And DFS is going to aid with it too. Cause it's, it's pretty hard not to be obsessed with DFS. So I go in every day. I try to make a, um, a lineup. I, I had a pretty shitty one last night, full disclosure. It didn't get me any money, but Hey, you, you ease into the season and I'm looking forward to long NBA season ahead as well. Tasty. Well, yeah. And, and I, I've dabbled in DFS some, I'll probably follow your lead on that, but the people I respect who do a lot of DFS will even say that that's a game where you are going to lose more than you win, but it's about yeah. winning kind of big when you do hit that one or two a season. So yes. it's a little bit different than betting where you're, you need to be on the plus side most days. Um, but, but fun. It's, it's a lot of fun to right. watch the games when you got DF, DFS lineups going. So. And it helps you handicap as well. It's like taking a look yeah. at trends and player props. You're like, okay, this guy's cheap in terms of this price. Maybe I should look at his prop. And if it's attractive, you hit it. And you learn a yep. lot on the way too. So, 100%. Yeah, looking forward to it. Awesome, man. Well, hey, have a great day. And I'll talk to you soon, probably tonight. Talk to you in about 12 hours. Take it easy, yeah, man. That's right. Okay. <laughs> See you, man. If you're watching the video, you may have noticed that my Twitter handle at the bottom of the screen does not match my face. It says at Kevin Himes eight. The reason for that is that Kevin is not able to jump on video this week. Just schedules didn't line up between he and I, but as the man that he is, he was good enough to share some picks with me. So I'm going to share those picks with you. I'm not going to give too much commentary as I don't know what all his reasons are for taking these. But if you've been listening to Kevin over the first six weeks, you know that he is putting in the work, grinding, and always has good thinking behind the capping that he's doing. So his first pick this week is Jacksonville Jaguars minus three. As you listen to the rest of the pod, you'll see that is not on the same page with everyone else. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Talked about the Giants and the Jags both being teams. Uh, maybe, I don't know if this is what he thinks, but potentially the Giants being overvalued right now with their recent performance and the Jags potentially undervalued with their recent performance. But that's pick number one, and that's confidence level two for him. He's been pretty spot on uh, nailing these confidence levels uh, on his picks as well. So Jags minus three, confidence level two. His second pick is a confidence level three pick and that is the Miami Dolphins minus seven this is a uh, been a popular pick whether it's teasers or just looking at the Dolphins straight up this week as they get Tua back and go up against a Pittsburgh team who knows if they're going to have Mitch or what that's going to be on Sunday night Miami started hot again whether this is what Kevin's thinking or not uh, uh, this is another one of those spots where the stock can't be much higher on Pittsburgh after beating the Bucks last week. The stock can't be much lower on Miami with the quarterback troubles that they've had losing to Minnesota last week. So buy low on the Dolphins, sell high on Pittsburgh. It's a touchdown spread. Not that bad. So Miami minus seven, and that is confidence level three. The plus money pick for Kevin this week is a six-point teaser, and he has confidence level two on this one. And it is the Chargers, the Bengals, and the Colts. Again, a six-point tease. So the Colts are going to go up to eight and a half in this case. Cincinnati will bring them down to minus a half. And then the Chargers 
will be also at minus a half going against Seattle. Chargers at home, Cincinnati at home, Indy on the road. So again, six-point tees, which I believe works out to plus 110, but it might be plus 120 on FanDuel is usually the best place to take these teasers. Those are the picks from Kevin for the week. Go follow him at Kevin Himes 8 where you will get a lot of good other information on NFL, college football, and I know he's doing NBA as we get into that too. So go give Kevin a follow. Those are his picks. All right, we got Phil Nasons back on the video today. Phil rocking all the Michigan gear, which you can absolutely rub in my face. I thought I got a good line on Penn State. It was Penn State plus 10 early. it 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 still didn't matter. Penn State shouldn't be in the Big Ten, but that's, another, that's for another conversation. Apparently not. Man, Michigan's proven me wrong week by week. They're just getting stronger. So you, can I can I say something for full disclosure? Yeah, sure. Since two thousand two, when I moved to Greece, I've probably seen two Michigan games in full. They play on Saturdays. What does a tennis pro do on Saturdays? I'm he guessing works. coaching some tennis. If he's not, then he's probably not going to stay in that country much longer, is he? That's and probably also, true. Yeah. So, And plus, you know what? When you have that time difference, and I was also doing my show on Armed Forces Network at from 2 a.m. to 6 and coaching all day, you know, I got to sleep too, you know. You absolutely have to sleep. Woo-wee. So anyway, well, we got a big week ahead of us, huh? Are you looking forward to this NFL week? You know what? I will be honest, Phil. I have been crazy trying to get ahead on some NBA stuff. So I I did look at the NFL for probably an hour right. um, so far. And the thing that I noticed is I feel like they're starting to catch up to these totals and bring them down. That was the thing that I noticed looking at the lines. Maybe so. Um, maybe. But, I did basketball at work all day. So I've had a little time to look at this. It is, it is early in the week. But luckily, you know what? I'll give it a whirl. Luckily, you've been doing it a long time, so you, you can probably just look at a board and and kind of have a sense of what the right thing is without diving in too much. So eh, yeah, yeah, no. But here's the problem: when you're in front of people and they're expecting you to give them something, and <laughs> you have to go out and find it. You have to give them more than that's just not enough points. You know that's true. Or all right, or well, hey, or more, or like this one, tasty. They have great field goal value. The three points is great field goal value today. That's okay, one of my I'm gonna, favorites I've seen. I'm going to use that. I'm going to just oh, start saying things are good field goal value. I'm going to use it in the NBA, too. It feels like it should be able to carry over. Yeah, there, wait so. till you come here to Greece and visit me, bro. I can't either. Uh, we're planning to come in April. So Awesome. You know what? That's a great yeah. time of year. Um, yeah. It's Easter. Orthodox Easter, I think, is the 16th. I think we're the week before that. So Yeah, so you know what? It's hit or miss. Um, a lot of the resorts are just preparing because they don't open officially till Easter usually, actually May 1st. Yeah. But if you're like on Athens or where, or maybe or Thessaloniki or uh, perhaps Rhodes, Creta, Crete, um, yeah. those are good places too. Athens, of course, is where I am. So that's the I'll plan be looking is forward to seeing you. Athens, you Thessaloniki. Yeah, that's what we're planning on. So, you know, people tune into this show. They think they're going to get NFL bets, but they're getting travel, like Greek travel tips, too. I can give you great travel. I've I mean, oh, I know you could. 84 countries. Could. Would, but mostly I just saw the back of taxi drivers' heads and tennis clubs. But uh, I, whatever. But at least I can find them on the map. 
You know, that's, that's that is that, a positive. That's, that's far and away more than better most than people. most people. So I couldn't do it until I moved to Greece. <laughs> well, hey, let's uh, let's jump into some NFL picks, man. Um, what do you want to start off with? Them enough. So I'm going to go with the Giants plus three up at plus, at a buck three. Um, that's on the positive side. You know, I'm not buying the Giants at all, but I'm not buying the Jacksonville Jaguars either, and they have issues with injuries. Um, you know, uh, New York, I don't understand it. I, I, I'd ask Aaron Rodgers, but he won't answer my phone calls anymore. Um, <laughs> the reality is, is that uh, I bet you Aaron Rodgers couldn't believe that he lost back to back to the Giants and the Jets in the same season, or even in the same decade for that matter. But uh, absolutely, at the end of the day. Is, is I think the Giants are a little bit better. They have this thing called momentum. I, I know it's it's kind of like a, a cliche, if you will, but in my tennis background, momentum is a very good thing. You know, having pot going out there positive is a good thing. Um, have a good, good, a good, how do I put it, a good morale. You know, they have something to look back now and they say, we're not two and 14 now. We're five yep. and one. That's right. They believe in themselves more. Amen. Confidence is a beautiful thing. And, and I think I, I'm not going to say that they're going to win. I think they could. I think they very easily could. Yeah. But I think they'll call. I'd rather I was going to take them on the money line. But then I decided when I saw the plus the buck three at five dimes that I jumped on it. I'll take that yeah. as my plus dog. So that's a Giants plus three. I like I like that one too. Uh, talked a little bit with uh, like Yanni and some of those guys this last week too. I like Brian Dayball, and I think having a good coach in the NFL makes a difference as well. And he's got he's got them playing well. So, well, that helps, you know. And plus, you know, you've got so many teams with so many different coaches every year. You know, if you were a tennis player and you were the Jacksonville Jaguars players, you'd be confused by now. I mean, they've had five different voices, right? In six years, is it or something? Whatever it is, they've had people. They've had problems, and, and one of them was Urban Meyer too. Oh well, you know, <laughs> Urban Meyer's used to having the deck stacked. You know, when it isn't, he isn't so good. So maybe that's part of it. Fair think, enough. But he left. You know, he left Ohio State. I'm not going to tell you why. I do know why. But uh, the bottom line is this: he left just in a nick of time because the big blue is rolling, baby. <laughs> I can't argue with it, man. I can't argue with it. Jimmy Harbaugh, God bless you, Jimmy. Good job, Jimmy. Um, Take them. I tell you what, they're going to cover 100 points this Saturday. 100? Wow. They're not playing. Oh. (laughs) I hadn't even looked ahead at the at the. I looked because I was going to pump them up because I know some of our my co-guests here Uh, really don't like Michigan much. And that's okay. They don't like winning. I understand. But uh, my second pick is Tennessee. I'm going to lay the two and a half at a buck ten at points bet is is the best number or best price I could find at the time I put this together. Let's face it, Tennessee's playing better too. You know, they have a little bit of confidence, and I like the team. So why not? You know, Tennessee could do some damage, right? What and they're coming out of a buy. What do you think about this Tennessee team? Uh I've been low on Tennessee since before the season, but I'm with you in that they're better than I thought they would be. And they're coming out of a bye. So, and I don't believe in the Col- the Colts still either. Uh, oh, and so oh, I think it's a good spot you. for them. Oh, the Colts. The Colts have cost me a couple of times this year. 
the only couple losses I've had at covers were those two Colts games. So what are you going to do? <coughs> Excuse me. You're going to bet on you, the Titans when they play the Colts. That's what you're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Because I, I kind of exactly. feel like we're going to go on the winning side of things this week. Aside from I like my it. prop bet prowess. Yes, you've been crushing prop bets. That's true. SGPs. What have I hit now? Ten of them. I hit. What did I hit? Four out of six last week in baseball for thirty-eight thousand. Um, let me see. What else did I hit? I hit the STP for Monday night. Well, you see them all, Tasty. Yeah, you send them to me. I, I do send them see to them. You. Um, you can find them. You can. You know, somebody said, "Why are you so rude and not want to send? Give out those picks." If I did that, I wouldn't get any sleep because I put out a lot of work every day. Um, everything that I do is found in the link tree in my Twitter at Cash with Flash. Go find yep. it, have a good life, and go make some cash <laughs> with the Flash. Okay, That's last one, AC. All right. I'm betting against my Detroit Lions, and I'm taking oh. the Cowboys to cover. Oh, boy. Six and a half. Minus 115 at Betway. That's a good number. They're going to smash the Lions. You think Dak's, be- Dak's supposed to be back? Is that true? I don't care who plays quarterback for the Cowboys. Okay. They're going to smash the Lions. You know, the Lions have done pretty good this year. I'm very proud of them. I, I think that Dan Campbell's done a really good job with them. That's another team I've only watched. The last time I saw them play, and, and that's my team too, last Thanksgiving. That one I usually watch at Thanksgiving Day game. But they cover. I know the Lions cover, but their defense is awful. I mean, I think it's the worst in the league. And if it weren't for some lucky breaks, they would be really bad. But I know they, again, I know they cover, but they're not going to score that much against this Dallas defense. That's the difference. You know, Michael Parsons is an animal. He dictates play. There's very few defensive players in the NFL today that can dictate play under these rules. Very few. He's one of them. He's a difference maker. He makes an impact every single time he steps on the field. Dak might be rusty, but you can't tell me that they're not a touchdown better than the Lions at home. Yeah, I think this is a bad matchup for the Lions because of exactly what you said. The Lions have been good on offense, and they're going against a really solid defense, and they've been horrific on defense and Dallas's offense is going to take advantage. I, I think Dallas's offense may struggle against top tier defenses. Oh yeah, but against a really bad defense, I mean, they, they absolutely can take advantage of that. So oh, I think it's a bad I, matchup for the Lions. I think so. So we got the Giants plus three. We got the Tennessee Titans minus two and a half, and we got the Cowboys minus six and a half. That's my three plays for this week. Solid man. Track it very stand, solid. By the way. All that link is in the link tree too. Go follow Phil at Cash with Flash on Twitter. Check out his profile and get all these other links for the stuff he's doing. Um, as he said, we were talking before you came on here about your long history with uh, props and correlation and DFS and all the stuff that has got you to the point where uh, you can do this stuff in your sleep. Well, Although you put in a lot of work, too. Yeah, you do put SGPs, in a lot of work, too. Yeah, but those SGPs are tough, man. Those numbers they are, are- and those props are no joke. Um, I guess the key is is don't try to be greedy, especially with the free bets. You know, I do a lot of that. I, I put out a lot of free bet content for companies that hire me to do so. And one thing I can tell you is you can knock down a three-legger a lot easier than you can a four. Six, yeah. six plus 600 is not bad. You know, for a free bet, 
last night, a thousand dollars, you'd have won fifty two forty. So that's not too wow. shabby. Not shabby at all. Thousand dollar bet last week with the Dodgers. I hit a four legger. You'd have won ten thousand two hundred. So follow me. Go to my link tree. Go find my stuff, and hopefully you continue to cash with Flash. That's the plan. That's hey man, it's great to see you. Great to see you as always. It's great to see you, Tasty. It's great to and good luck everybody this week. Time for me to wrap it up with my picks for the week. So first one, if you heard me talking to D Nice, you already know what I'm going with. And that is the Tennessee Titans minus a half in the first half at minus 110. We talked about it a decent amount when I was discussing with him, so I won't go into too much detail here. But just to say the Titans have been a good first-half team this year, one of the best in terms of scoring offense. And Indy ha- in Indianapolis has been one of the worst teams in terms of scoring defense in the first half this year. And that's true not just overall but recently. So... It's strength of Tennessee, weakness of Indianapolis. I like Tennessee generally in this game anyway, but I definitely like Tennessee to get out to a faster start coming off a bye, handle business in the first half, and then we'll see how the second half goes. I'd rather leave that out of it as the Colts have come back some this year and the Titans have faded at times in the second half. But that's going to be a confidence level three bet for me. Really like that one, have been on the Titans first half a couple other times going to keep riding that, especially when the opponent is one that doesn't tend to do well in the first half for my second pick. I'm going with another first half bet. This is the new England Patriots minus three and a half in the first half. That is minus minus one twenty-three. at some books. This is all the way out to minus five and a half. I know by the time that you listen to this, maybe that minus three and a half won't be available anymore. I would feel okay about the minus four and a half. Again, this is a spot where Chicago has just been putrid scoring in the first half. So really all New England has to do is take advantage of that. Put up, I think if they put up 10 points, 14 max, they're going to cover this line. I don't see Chicago scoring more than a couple field goals. Maximum, they score a touchdown in the first half. So six or seven points at minus three and a half, even minus four and a half. You don't need New England's offense to do a ton to be able to cover this. In addition, New England's defense has been really good in the first half. So this game in New England, strong New England defense, especially first half, terrible Chicago offense. Another thing you could look at here, I didn't look at it as a Chicago team total under, whether it's for the full game or the first half. I think this is a terrible matchup for Chicago to try to score any points. So I'm going with New England's spread for the first half, but there are other ways that you could attack this game that I think make a lot of sense. That one I'm going to go confidence level two, only because it's the three and a half. I feel good about it. I wish I could have gotten early enough if there was, if it was out there to get a minus three. If I could give this a two and a half in confidence, I probably would, but I'm going to go ahead and leave it at a confidence level two. For my plus money pick this week, I have a four-leg teaser. Now, that is definitely not something that I prefer to do, but here's what it comes down to. I had four legs that I liked all equally equally well. So I could have scratched one of these out and just gone with a three 
but I really wanted to go with seven and a half point because of some of the lines that it, some of the numbers it gets me through. And it's seven and a half on FanDuel. It's plus 105 with three legs and it's plus 170 with four. Because I had four legs where I like them all pretty equally and I can get up to plus 170, I'm going to take that shot. I understand that adding a fourth leg does not do good things to the probability of winning. But in this scenario, just for me, that's something I'm willing to take. You know, if you don't like that, but you like some of what you hear on these teaser legs from me, from other people, maybe you put those together in a different way, get a different line, whatever. But this is just how I'm going to approach it for this week. The first line is the New York Jets gets them up to plus nine. Obviously, I'd prefer 10 here. But the Denver offense is just so bad that I don't think the Jets will even have to score that much to keep this within nine points. I could see the Jets losing potentially, but if they do, I think it's more of a, I mean, as it's lined, you know, it's one and a half plus one and a half. I think that's, yeah, if Denver wins, it's a field goal. So I like getting plus nine with a Jets defense that's been good against a Denver offense that's been bad. Yes, the Jets offense has been lackluster at times and Denver's defense pretty good. But that just means we have another low scoring close game. So nine points is plenty. The second leg I'm taking is Atlanta. This gets me all the way up to plus 14. I do see some volatility for Atlanta. Their defense, as I talked about with Yanni this week, I think creates a lot of havoc and can do some great things, produce turnovers, but they have the potential to give up points too. And they're going against the Cincinnati offense that has not exploded so far, but looking especially at the skill positions, it's, they have that potential. If you wanted to take a leg out, I think this is maybe the one that I would take out just because of the potential explosiveness from Cincinnati. But the reality is Atlanta as I talked about with Yanni, is a better team than we've given them credit for. They've covered the spread every week. I looked at even taking Atlanta spread as one of my bets, but I thought, hey, let's throw them in this teaser, get them all the way up to two touchdowns where I feel better about them at least keeping the game within reach, even if they're down late. Maybe they get a backdoor cover. 14 is just a lot of points, especially with the lower scoring that we've seen in the NFL this year. And a Cincinnati team that still just hasn't really clicked. So that's leg number two. Leg number three has been talked about quite a bit, so I don't have to talk about it a ton. It's New England money line. As others have said, I don't see them losing to Chicago at home. Coaching mismatch, talent mismatch. Both sides of the ball, offense versus defense and vice versa, mismatch everywhere. New England's better than we've given them credit for, and Chicago is still really not good. I could see them potentially losing out the rest of the season. So New England money line. Definitely like it, as other people have shared. And my last leg is another bet that I considered uh, on the spread, which is the Giants are plus three on the road to Jacksonville this week. So this gets them up to ten and a half points. I see this game with Jacksonville being another one that's a little bit back and forth. Both teams probably making some mistakes. I would say that both of these teams are just below average in the NFL. Seen some things this week. If you really dive into the metrics on the Giants, it hasn't been good for a team with their record. But they are well coached. They have a lot of momentum. Jacksonville does not have that momentum. They're moving the other direction at the moment. I still think that they're a reasonably okay team. Again, probably average to just below average in the NFL. So I think these teams match up pretty evenly. 
I don't think that Jacksonville will pop off with the big plays that they had against Indianapolis as much. And so I think the Giants are able to keep this game close, continue to run the ball a lot, keep it relatively low scoring, and stay within 10.5 points. I feel good about that one too. So you put all of those together, it's plus 170. Because it's plus 170, I'm going to give it a one-level confidence. If you listen to the intro, you know that the one-level confidence picks have not done well. For whatever it's worth, which is maybe not much, this is probably my favorite plus one confidence pick that I've made all year. I really think all four of these teaser legs are good ones. The problem is just that all four have to hit, and crazy shit happens in the NFL every week, as it does in all sports. All right, that takes us through all of the picks for the week. Hopefully we have a strong one. And I hope as you listen to this, you're picking up on a lot of good information that helps you find the angles you feel most confident with. If you are anything more than a completely recreational better, I would encourage you to take some of this information and go shop some of the derivatives and alternate lines. One of the ones that I was finding last week is BetMGM. If you take a team to win by one to six points, plus 330 or better most of the time, Obviously, that doesn't always work out. I had Indy to win by one to six instead of kicking the field goal at the end or even just scoring a touchdown and kicking an extra point. They scored the touchdown, got the two-point conversion, one by seven. That's why that bet is plus that much. But in games that you think are going to be close, I don't mind it. I don't mind Tennessee by one to six this week. I don't mind Denver or the Jets by one to six. I think there are some good spots out there for that bet. So, just an example of if you take the information, go look at derivatives. You can find some some good lines. Find ones that make sense to you. Maybe get on, in on some of those as well. And if you find some good ones, please do share because I'd like to take a look too. Hope you're enjoying NBA, college football coming up this weekend. Huge UFC card. And then, of course, the NFL on the weekend. Good luck with all your bets, everybody. Talk to you soon.